get your head in the game, coach. You're about to get your audio dose of softball inspiration. I'm Melanie Rushing. And I'm Alicia Smith. And we help softball teams win more games and have more fun. Right now, you're joining thousands of passionate coaches across the nation who are dragging the field, prepping for the day, or driving to that other job while they learn and grow as a coach. So if you're ready to learn how to build a strong team culture, get your players to believe, and make a real difference in their lives, you're in the right place. This is the Mental Sweet Spot Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another Mental Sweet Spot Podcast. We're here with episode 101. Super excited. We've got a new format for you guys. We're still talking about the same topics. We've got a new overall theme and some fun segments here. So today you got me and Alicia and we are talking all about motivation. Full disclosure, got this idea from one of the NFCA's latest podcasts. Go check that out too. We're going to be talking about it from specifically the coach's point of view. And from our overall theme, we took a step back and our business like, what do we really want for the teams that we work with, for the teams of the coaches that we work with? And what we really want is to help them win more games and have more fun doing it. So that is our theme for all of this. And then we'll have a specific topic each day, depending on what guests we have or whatever you guys ask questions about or whatever we feel is an important topic. So today, let's start by, here's a big one we get all the time. How do I motivate my athletes? <laughs> I mean, it comes in all forms. We've all been there. Uh, Alicia, can you start with an example of when your athletes needed some motivation? Let's first talk about like the outside boost, whether they need like a refocus. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I can tell you, especially here in Michigan, in the beginning of the season, if we've had a really snowy winter and we're stuck inside for the first three or four weeks of practice, it gets very mundane. As you know, you can only do so much inside. You've, you experienced that when you were here, right? So, um, you know, you can only do so many hitting drills in the pole barn and you can only do so many th defensive things in the gym. And it's just not the same. And the kids just desperately want to get outside because they've been trapped inside all winter um but then on top of it here it is march and you're still inside that's really tough for them so they really need that extra boost like to be able to get outside in fact i think i've told the story before on this podcast but um one year they were so desperate to get outside they asked if they could shovel the snow off the field and i said yes bring your shovels tomorrow uh on a saturday and boy they started shoveling off that snow and they couldn't have been more excited to be outside and some people probably would think like what the heck but they were so excited to get outside they didn't care how muddy it was they didn't care how cold it was they just want to get outside so they really struggle sometimes with with the inside practice if we're stuck inside for an extended period of time so i think that the key to that is really finding um different drills making sure it's light and fun but still being able to push them and that's a balance sometimes it's really difficult to find but um I think with experience, you can kind of read uh, the kids and actually just talk to them. Like, what do you guys need today? What I mean, coach, we're so bored. Okay, so let's come up with some fun games we could do inside that are still practicing softball skills. Um, and sometimes your space is limited. Sometimes you have to share space. So that's really the biggest challenge. And I think it's really just mixing it up and finding some fun things for them to do inside um, while they're chomping at the bit to get outside. And even as you're saying that, I've got two examples from two sunny states that <laughs> same thing happens. Florida here, it was just like D1, there's a ton of practice time compared to high school D3 and especially travel ball. So you get a ton of practice time and at first everyone's pumped, but then like you're just waiting for games. Like, come on. <laughs> so even that drags out. Um, even 
when I played D3 in Southern California, we got to start. It was always right after Super Bowl weekend. That was our first weekend out. Like I wasn't even thinking about games <laughs> in Michigan at that time. And I'm like, oh, my alma mater's playing today. Um, but even then, because it's you still get the same amount of games, it was stretched out. So then mm. by the like April time frame before postseason, then we were feeling that drag. So there's always gonna be that. And then hey, COVID. <laughs> Like, <laughs> four states like California still like yeah glad I don't coach there right now yeah let's do California coaches uh, other states I know are still lock- locked down a lot of them have a ton of restrictions <laughs> come to Florida we don't have none Rob I'm playing um but like even that like how to keep kids motivated when they're sitting in front of their zoom calls for school for half the day and trying to motivate themselves to get their schoolwork done by themselves and yeah (laughs) so i think the first few tips right off the bat for sure like keep keep talking to them keep asking them questions what do you feel like doing today even you don't have to always get like real technical with them like what do you need work on like what do you feel like doing today (laughs) like what would be fun yeah, and, and even maybe have them plan a practice or, you know, even if it's just a practice full of games that have nothing to do with softball, like just breaking it up, I think is really important. We've done that during our season. Like if you have maybe a couple rainouts or something and you have maybe a, a week or more in between games, that's another time, right? So just, you know, have them plan a practice, play some games. We've done that before. Um, give them the day off. I mean, that that is rare for me to do in high school, but it, uh, occasionally, uh, we do that. And a day off is okay. Sometimes rest, mental and physical is just what they need. And um, if you have a good relationship with them, and, and that would be something that you could definitely ask them and they'll tell you. My kids will always tell me only when it's really needed um, because I really do like to practice. So I think it's it's really key to mix it up. I, I know some coaches as myself sometimes get into that rut, right? Where if I'm at work all day and I haven't had a chance to plan practice, I might just grab the practice plan from yesterday. Right. And so the kids really like change. And I think that's really important to have something different every day, yet still practicing skills. For sure. Um, and I think I also want to distinguish between it's kind of like confidence to me, where like there's that feeling confident that totally affects your performance. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. And then there's that underlying confidence where like even when you're not feeling good today, like I know I've got this, I'll figure it out. It is the same with motivation. There are just days where it's usually something outside happens to coaches and players where you're just like, Oh, I don't want to be here. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. then usually you can tap into the like, okay, but these are the reasons I do want to be here. And this is what I can get out of it. Can you talk a little bit more about like, especially on those really rough days, maybe it's a a drought in wins or even just good performance (laughs) for like a whole week or like a rough couple of days of practice where like no one could do anything right (laughs) you know those days or like as the coach reflecting you're like I don't know what else to do (laughs) what do you do to tap into that like deeper internal motivation to get yourself (laughs) just at least get some energy (laughs) to face the day yeah I've I've been there many times especially with losing streaks or your team just can't perform like you know they can and you know the crap hits the fan and you just either gotta laugh or cry because it's so bad and I think every coach if you coach long enough especially has been there right and you so desperately want for them to do well um 
for me, I'm always, I'm always personally motivated by getting up every single day and seeing them, like just being around them and, and hanging out with them at practice, like that 15 minutes before, like, how was your day? Like, tell me about school and how'd it go? And they're laughing and they're joking and they're having a good time and they know when it's time to focus. And I think allowing that appropriate time, you know, for them to be themselves is, is great. Like last year, they convinced me for the, not last year, excuse me, it was year before, cause we didn't play last year, but two years ago, they count. In 2019, they convinced me for the first time to allow them to have music during their hitting stations. You know, the old school coach to me is like, you can't focus with music. Like that's impossible. But actually, actually they can. And it lightens up the mood enough. So interjecting stuff like that was their suggestion. Um, so I will just ask them. I just, I'll go back to it over and over and over. I will talk to them all the time and they will communicate with me in an honest way. Um, they don't ask for things that they, you know, don't really need. Like if they don't really need a day off, they won't ask for it. But I think it's important that um, we listen to them and what makes them feel comfortable. And, and that gets them, you know, you can tell they're kind of dancing around a little bit and moving and like that loosens them up and that makes it more fun, but they're still working really, really hard. And that's my only, my only caveat is if, if you aren't working, like I feel like you can or should be, then it goes away. <laughs> like I feel like you're talking to your kid, right? If then, <laughs> um, but allowing them to do that has been, um, that's one of many examples, but just asking them just, and they'll come to me and say, what, you know, coach, can we do this? And most of the time I'll tell them yes, because it's kind of like, I, I trust them. Right. I it's, and it comes down to that trust, the communication that we have and the trust that we have between each other. Um, that that's one of the many examples of something that we've done or changed in, in the past, in the past, you know, and, uh, I think it was aided by the fact that we got a really nice new sound system at the field. They're like, can we use it? Sure. That's fine. Just keep the music appropriate. <laughs> that's always the question yes. and then they, they, one song sneaks on there that they had no clue like oh god and then they run to go change it <laughs> yep that happened a couple times mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah we did that at the college level too we we're like oh my god <laughs> we thought we checked this nice. yeah they well coach i swear i put the edited version on mm -hmm. well you didn't so well then even edited it's like it doesn't catch the innuendos that everyone knows what they mean well you can't really listen to music anymore without that so yeah, I just had that experience the other day. Listen to a song I used to love in college. I was like, ooh, throwback. And then I, like, I finally listened to the lyrics like, oh my God, really? <laughs> but that, that's the thing, right? Like music, uh, games, it gives them that energy and that it, the energy that comes from inside that like you can't force someone to have energy. I don't care what you say. Motivational speeches, inspirational talks are very short-lived. Like they will get them going, but they won't carry them through. So if you teach them little hacks like music and finding the fun in things, finding the competition, all that can work too. And I want to put on my little geek hat for a second. Um, one of my favorite theories I've ever learned about, Ryan and Desi, self-determination theory. So I think most people now have seen the motivation continuum where it's like a line across. It's got the shaded gradients from externally motivated, well, really it's like not motivated at all <laughs> externally and then all the way up to internally motivated and what they found in a nutshell is that people who are more internally motivated they play for reasons that are within their control like they want to get better they want to see themselves excel they like the feeling when they succeed for their teammates and are part of something bigger as opposed to 
the outside things like I compete because I want to make my parents happy. Um, I compete because I should because I'm pretty talented. Um, or like I'm supposed to get a scholarship for putting all this money and time into it. Um, so that finally, the farther, farther you get towards the internal motivation, the easier it is to keep digging back into that deeper, like, no, I'm here for the right reasons. We talk about your why a lot, tapping into those kinds of things. Um, and then one of the coolest things I found that they did was they found three categories that help build this internal motivation. Cause like, I was like, oh, that sounds great. But like how I'm, I'm the coach. So we talked about it. It's just a bit, Alicia, like, we have the disease of wanting to fix everything. So how do I fix the kids who are externally motivated? If I fix the situation, make sure I'm not making it worse. Um, so the three things are competence. So seeing themselves succeed, obviously motivating, right? Seeing themselves and not just like the big successes, but like the little gains, the small improvements, seeing that and pointing that out is really motivating. Um, autonomy is them having a choice and taking control over their performance like that's the main in my opinion the main biggest thing girls took out of your next level boot camp was the empowerment like you have a choice in everything you do even if you're being told to run that sprint you have a choice in how you show up how you get the most out of it so having that autonomy piece even hey coach can we listen to music <laughs> that is super motivating as well especially when they have a good reason for it and then the relatedness piece, this is, this is your jam. Like this, I always keep my ear out for like, okay, how does Alicia do this? Cause this is for sure your communication style in picking up. What do you need? Noticing the facial expressions when they, they need to say something, but they aren't, or just feeling the energy of like, okay, what, where's my team at right now? So competence, find ways to help them see success and growth relatedness, talk with them, ask them questions, show them that you're tuned into what they need. And then that final piece, autonomy is more than just like <laughs> when I first learned about it, I was like, okay, uh, I'll, I'll let them choose their uniform autonomy. <laughs> <laughs> you hear it all the time, right? And I giggle now because I've done it. When you hear other coaches like, yeah, yeah, we've started giving our girls more choices. Like they'll choose like, do you want to sit in this dugout or that dugout? <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> give mm -hmm. them choices like and it, it how do you show up how are you going to show up today what's going to help you with warm-ups that will get you ready what helps you after games in post-game speeches <laughs> like we coaches are always racking our brains on what to say maybe ask them <laughs> what mm -hmm. do you need to hear uh what are some ways that you've built in that Relatedness, like everyone listening, just listen to Alicia talks. She's got relatedness down. <laughs> um, and in building relatedness with her teammates too, the empathy towards others and what other people are going through. Um, but how about that competence piece? How do you keep them feeling like even when it's a bad day, even when they're in a rough patch, there's still something else that they can grow and learn from? Um, definitely by like focusing on the effort and the culture, those two things, probably the other way around, right? Culture first and effort. So that goes into everything that you've talked about when they can choose their culture. And I think that's why it's so important that they're involved in that discussion and they're able to, to develop that thing that they can hold themselves accountable to. Uh, and when they're involved in that process, right, then they're really, that's how, you know, that gets into the buy-in as well, but really that's important, but it's their effort that I constantly am focused on. 
and praising that constantly and, and the effort of everything that they do in practice. Like, yeah, I understand you've been inside for three weeks. I understand that you haven't played in a month, but your effort is really what you can control. So focus on that today, you guys like focus on your effort. And if it's not there, I'll let you know. You know, I just had that conversation with my daughter after her soccer game yesterday and she was, she's the goalie and uh, she played the whole game because sometimes they rotate, you know, positions, but she played the whole game and goalie this time. And I saw her for the first time, full out dive all the way across like the goal. Like she was supermaning parallel to the ground and she just missed the ball. And the only thing she could talk about after the game was that she missed the ball. And I said, but look at your effort. I've never seen you dive like that. And in the second half, nobody scored. And she came out and challenged every person that had a breakaway and won every challenge. And like, as a, as a mom, you're like, <gasps> and, but she got to the ball just a split second before the girl and like, you know, kicked it out of the way. And I was like, holy cow, what an awesome effort. I don't care about the result. I don't care that you lost. I don't care that you let in a couple goals because one, it's not you letting in the goal. It's the team. And two, but the effort was outstanding. And I think that really when you can focus on that kind of stuff, it helps you get through the thick and thin. It helps you get through the bad performances because the effort is almost always there. And if it's not, that's what you can focus on, on building. And I think going back to those post-game speeches, I've really learned to stop talking so much. Like I used to go out there and just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And I would talk before the games and talk during and talk after. And it's like, they don't, they're not listening to you. Like They have shut you off just like kids do with their parents sometimes. So it's not about what I have to say and it's listening to them. What do you guys, how do you think you did? What do you think you guys need to work on? Yes. Can you speak? Of course. Like, here's a few things I noticed. Here's a few things, whatever, but Hey, your effort was awesome today. Yeah. Regardless of the, we don't talk about the win or loss. We talk about the effort even after games. And I think that that has been a common theme for me and trying to listen more and talk less has been very, very eye opening for me because they're very self-aware. They're very in tune what's going on. Um, and they know exactly what they did and didn't do. They know exactly what they need to work on. And I'll say, what do you need? Coach, we just need a little bit more of maybe some first and thirds tomorrow. Perfect. Great job. You know, it's the third game of the season <laughs> or, or whatever, or three weeks into the season. Like you've only been playing together for, for five weeks total or whatever it is. So let's build on this. How can we build on this? And my only thing is as long as we keep moving forward, if we take steps backwards, then that's most, almost always an effort thing. There's nothing to do with the skill thing. So if you guys show up every single day, I will too. And if I'm showing up every single day, you better as well, right? So, and I think that that's just the common understanding. I love that. And that flows perfectly into one of our new segments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some next level advice. So taking that theme, what we're just talking about, getting them motivated. If you're speaking directly to your girls right now, what would you tell them to help them stay motivated? focusing on the process like like i mean of course you always want to set some goals for yourself right um and i think it's important that when you're just focused on the process uh it's a long grinding process you and i are in the process of building the business we're in the process of being moms being wives like we have this whole life right and i'm i'm a little bit older than you so but i mean our like my process never ends so neither should theirs and I think when, when we have this sight on college scholarship, right, and we obtain it, what happens after that? Like you've signed the piece of paper that says, yes, I'm going to play there. 
okay, great. Have, have the celebration, have the cake, have the balloons, and then the next day move on and get better. Like, and then once you get there, like it's never ending. So there's never this like stopping point of where you stop growing and learning. And when we stop looking at it that way, and we just focus on the, on the process of just getting better every day, then we're not, we don't put ourselves in a position to get let down. And I think that that's the hardest thing for kids, especially now, because everything is instant for them, right? Everything is instantaneous. Like if I'm on my phone and I'm searching something on Google and I don't get instant results, I'm like, what is wrong with the Wi-Fi? Like, how does it, how does my phone take three seconds to search in Google? Like, and it's, it's not that quick, but we as, we as adults have to recognize that's the world that they grew up in. And everything cannot be instantaneous, especially your progress, especially your goals. And I think that that's the, the communication piece that we have to understand as adults and coaches to be able to help them get through. So if we can focus on the process every single day of getting better and not focusing on outcomes and not just, not just the goal of getting a college scholarship, we miss the journey. And when we miss that, it's, it's really sad because that's, 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 that's it. You know what I mean? That's life. That's your life. And when you, and I, I've realized that and recognized that in my forties, um, which is kind of the question, one of the questions that came into, right. Um, I've coached a really long time and I'm still learning and still growing every single day. And there's a lot of things I wish I did differently. There's a lot of things I wouldn't change. Um, but taking a reflection back on that journey at the, at the end of the day, I don't think I, that's, that's the thing. Maybe I wouldn't change anything. You know what I mean? Maybe I wouldn't change anything about my journey at all because I wouldn't be where I am today unless I had it. And it's like, I'm sure all the coaches are nodding their heads to their audio. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh, we get it. But for my segment, it's more like the coach perspective of like, we have these conversations, you're listening in, you're getting it, but we have had so much more relevant experience and we've gone through the ups and downs that our girls have not yet like mm -hmm. even with physical skills like they are talented now because coaches have gotten better at teaching the skills and they're going to more specialized trainers and they're incorporating things like strength and conditioning and nutrition at a young age so they are seeing real gains so then they come up against this wall of like what the heck why don't i have confidence like i should have this now or like why do I still hate when I fail? Like, why is this so soul crushing when I go over three? Like, all those things we've seen over and over again. But even you and I can get so frustrated at our phones <laughs> for not loading the thing we want within seconds. I had that same experience that day. So I was laughing. I was on mute. You guys couldn't hear me, but I was laughing out loud. <laughs> so if we go through that as coaches, amplify that for our players because that is their whole world so i want you guys always to be able to take that step back for yourselves and then try to draw them into that perspective with you sometimes like literally have them step outside the lines for a second like i'm sure you remember those times where you're so frustrated you get zoomed into this one problem you can't seem to fix for them it's i can't feel the ground ball cleanly <laughs> so to us we're like it's fine like You'll figure it out. This is all you got to do. You just got to keep your butt down. <laughs> but to them, they're like, I suck. I must not be good at this. Like, maybe I'll never figure this out. Like, all those types of thoughts and feelings go through their head. So being able to 
recognize and have some empathy for them that like it really does get that dramatic in their heads and of course we wish it wasn't that way for them but we've got to be able to help pull them out as well and that's also going to help take away from that low motivation dip that they go through I've heard coaches say this before and I can be guilty of the same thing, like being careful of saying, well, that's not how I was taught. When I was taught, we just were told to suck it up. And it's, Mm -hmm. you you cannot compare uh, the way we grew up to the way they are now. We cannot, the the amount of anxiety and stress and pressure these kids this age are under is different than anything we've experienced. So we can't possibly understand. So um, stop trying to make it like, like what it used to be like. And, and I think if we cannot neglect the mental side of the game, especially now it's more important than ever. And I think it is, I a hundred percent agree. These kids are so talented as freshmen when they come in the light years above what they were 10 years ago, the freshmen that came in to play for me. Um, the freshmen now, like I said, are just so much better physically. Um, because yes, we have figured out how to add a lot of this, you know, extra training and specialized training and and they are focused mostly on softball by this time, right? By the time they get to me. But, we, but somewhere along the way, we've, we've not understood that, that how important this is. And I think that's where, you know, we're, why we are so passionate about this business, because we want to help coaches help their kids, right? Because, because they are a ground ball missed in a game can send them into a spiral that is difficult to get out of. And, and without those tools of how to get out of those uh, before they even start really is, is really could be soul crushing. Like you said to some of them and in all the stress and pressure of getting these scholarships. And I mean, you just hear that over and over and over and uh, it, that cannot be the focus that cannot continue to be the focus for their, for their mental health and for everything else that's going on. There's too much more, uh, so much more to life that, than this color scholarship and to be able to help them focus on these tools will help them for the rest of their lives. So good. And that was a mic drop, but we're going to keep going on that mic drop. So uh, that kind of feeds perfectly into our final thing, bringing in a listener question. So thank you, Carly, for submitting this one. Uh, she asked how to focus on proactive communication versus just reactive. And I think with what you said there, you and I, Alicia, are totally like, yep, we got this. Yeah, we know folks in the mental game, but we have a lot more training than a lot of coaches in that part of the game. And we've been practicing it longer. So I can guarantee you there's some out there who just got their anxiety level just went up a little bit like, oh God, now I'm in charge of their emotional and mental state too. Yes, and <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not as complicated as you think because really it's about communication. So let's tie it back perfectly. Good job, Carly. You, you're in our brains somehow. Um, but talk about how you like, take action on this proactive communication with your girls instead of just waiting for stuff to hit the fan. Yeah, and I think um, in general, it starts, it starts with setting up the culture right and and what they want out of out of their season um having the expectations my my non-negotiables is what i call them right Uh, my my rules and expectations for um for them um but i also lay it out for the parents as well uh very clearly at the beginning of every year right and i think that that's where it starts It, it has to be a program communication this is the way we do things here um 
And, and I think that that comes over time that comes with having confidence that comes most, most out of anything else, building relationships, because when you build relationships with everyone in the program, that is how you get the buy-in. So the constant communication with the players is every single day. Some um, walk arounds, one-on-ones, Hey, how you doing? How was school today? Um, but they, they know very clearly what my expectation of them is you know, in the game, how do they behave outside of the game? How do they behave during practice? What do I expect of them? Um, and it's being a good teammate. And if they are not following those controllables and the things that I feel the most important of being a good teammate and, and following their culture, I will let them know it. And it is, it is not appreciated, it, you know, from my ex- experience. It has nothing to do with the results of the game. It has nothing to do with the physical skills. It has everything to do with what they said was important combined with my non-negotiables. And if you simply aren't being a good teammate and you simply aren't giving the best effort, then why are you here? Because nothing else matters but those, really those two things, if you boil it down to anything else. If, if you are there for everyone else and not yourself, and you can understand it's not about you, and you are giving me and your team, everyone in the program, your best effort every single day, then everything will be just fine. And, and you know what? We'll win some games along the way and do darn, darn good, you know, when it comes down to uh, the tournaments and, and, and things like that. And the parents have always been very supportive. Um, well, at least for the last 10 years of my career, parents have been extremely supportive. And I think that um, has come with a, a different focus on the girls, right? I want them to succeed just as much as you do. Um, But understand, we don't talk about playing time with parents. We talk to the kids about that if they have a question. And I'll tell the parents every year at the parent meeting, because nine times out of 10 parents, you're the one with the problem, not the kid. So I've never gone, I've never had that conversation in 10 years about playing time. And I think that uh, that has been very helpful. A lot of coaches ask me all the time, how do you do it? And I think I take it for granted that I've had such wonderful people around me, right. With parents and coaches and and awesome kids that have, have just bought in. So with the buy-in of everything that we're doing, including the parents, you've got to make sure that they're a part of it um, without having, being a part of coaching decisions in every day, every day. Right. So everything from, we don't talk about playing time to they're not, the practice is closed. Tryouts are closed. They're not, they can't be there. It's, it's the kids are there. So the kids have also taken ownership of the program. They're very proud of it and they love to represent it. So when you combine all of that stuff, I think that the, that's, that's where you have the transparency with the players. I tell them I have an open door policy. You can come and talk to me anytime. I've had many kids reach out to me via text or, Hey, can we talk to practice? Absolutely. But I will always be honest with you. I love you. I love you, all of you, each and every one of you as people. Um, I don't care about your softball skills. I care about you as a person. But at the end of the day, I still need to put the best nine out there that I think are going to help us win. That's my job. But you, if you have a role, everyone has a role in making sure those role players know how important it is and what they can actually do to help the team and making sure that the team recognizes them all the time. That my team is really good at that. If we have role players who are pinch runners or substitutes, they acknowledge them um, so much more actually when they get in they get a hit the bench goes crazy and they feel loved and appreciated and that's that's the com- comes down to the culture so true like and i think that's what the coolest thing about me being able to sit back not coaching myself and watching your team is it becomes really clear to me that like every i think every coach would 
resonate like yeah okay yeah like i need to set my standards check tell the parents check but the key that we've realized is it being from the the point of view of what's best for the girls so when you have their language cuz you've built your culture that's what we do in the culture boot camp is to talk about okay what does your dream culture look like? What does your dream team look like, girls? Like I say motivation. Do you say pumped up? <laughs> uh, I say, I want you to be committed. You say all in. Like the language that they choose, and you can start reflecting that back to them from your own standards. Like I want my girls to be focused. I want them to put in their effort. I want them to care for each other. When you can then frame it in a way that they understand of course the parents are going to be on your side because that's what they want. I think too many people push the parents away because like, oh, it's a pain in the butt. They don't get it. They honestly can be brutal. Um, it's a real thing. But what do they want at the core? Of course, there are going to be some that go over the top and you can't change. But the majority of them just want their kid to have a good experience and learn, even if they're on the bench. I've seen so many parents of kids who barely play be super supportive as long as they see that their kid feels welcomed and wants to go there and you can tell they're having fun when a parent sees that even if the back of the head they wish their kid was playing more of course they're gonna know like no nah, I'm not gonna mention it because my kid's smiling out there and that is the part where of course everyone loves to win and succeed and have success in their lives and we want to teach our girls how to achieve that but it always comes back to having fun and staying motivated while doing it. And that's a wrap for today. If you enjoyed this episode, you'd probably also enjoy heading all the way back to the first episode and listening to the series we did following Alicia's team. Please ignore the terrible audio as we did this on Facebook. Uh, and it was our first business adventure, so it, it was a good choice, but wow, the audio is bad. <laughs> so the good thing is you get a front row seat to how Alicia maintained her team's motivation through all the typical ups and downs. And let me tell you, this season had all of them. If you're enjoying this podcast and want to share it with a friend, simply send them to mentalsweetspot.com forward slash listen. With just one click, they'll be able to subscribe to the show on their podcast player of choice and be able to start listening immediately. You're going to also want to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where we'll be announcing a contest soon. We'll be giving away a super cool prize in exchange for you helping us spread the word about our show. And if you'd like to submit a question for us to answer on air, a guest you'd love us to have on, or just want to chat, please feel free to reach out to support at mentalsweetspot.com or shoot us a message on social media. Thank you again for joining us. Have a good one.